Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, my co-host Corey Johnson, off today in his place, Oliver Rennick of our Bloomberg News Stocks team. And coming up, Oliver, we're going to talk a little bit about diversity in the workplace. A topic that we have talked about a lot. Uh, I also am looking forward to hitting the big news of the day, which is travel ban and some of the stuff going on in the stock market. But also, we're going to talk about turning trash into clean energy. I think that's going to be interesting. love that story. All right, first up, let's get back to your top business stories on this Monday and uh, what's going on in the trading session. Hi, Doug. Doug Krisner. Hey. uh, uh, Yeah, it's a mixed picture, but you know, it's kind of summertime in the equity market. We're seeing a little bit of movement, but not that much. Uh, Slim gains, I guess you would say, for the Dow and the S&P. Broader market being held higher by uh, relative strength among some of the defensive names like telecoms and utilities. But weakness in tech has the NASDAQ composite weaker by about two-tenths of one percent. The S&P, by the way, better by one-tenth of one percent. The Dow is ahead two-tenths of one percent. One of the big stories we've been tracking today, Berkshire Hathaway taking a near 10 percent stake in the Real Estate Investment Trust store capital uh, store shares right now, better by 10 percent. BMW uh, unveiling a revamped version of its X3 sport utility vehicle in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. That's where they have uh, their biggest factory. Uh, They are planning to increase spending there and create another 1,000 jobs. Rite Aid stock is uh, trading up by about 12 percent. This is after the M&A news outlet CTFN speculated. It's more likely than not that the FTC is going to approve Rite Aid's merger with Walgreens. We're seeing a relative stability in the oil market right now. We're going to look at the uh, closing numbers from the floor of the NYMEX, and it's brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real, USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. Last week, uh, we saw the crude oil market suffer its fifth straight weekly loss, given continued concern about stubborn global supply. Uh, Right now, WTI is a bid by nearly eight-tenths of one percent to the upside, 43.36. We're going to go into electronic trading now until about 6 p.m. Wall Street time. Uh, U.S. 10-year Treasury right now with a yield of 2.13 percent, so we're down about one basis point in yield terms on the 10-year. Let's get back to uh, Oliver and Carol and more Bloomberg Markets. All right, Doug Krisner with the Bloomberg Business News Flash. Thank you. This portion of Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network, the broker-dealer RIA that's been putting relationships first since 1979. Find out why the industry's most satisfied advisors are head over heels about them. Visit Commonwealth.com for more information. This is Bloomberg Radio. Yeah, getting together. Let's get together and have more diverse workforces. And uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, the diversity within America really on the rise, according to uh, some of the latest Census Bureau. So why shouldn't we have a more diverse workforce? Research has shown that companies with higher levels of gender, racial, and ethnic diversity tend to be more profitable, innovative, and competitive. And Deloitte has made a commitment regarding diversity. Here to talk about it, Deborah DeHaas. She is Chief Inclusion Officer at Deloitte. We find her this Monday on the phone in Chicago. Deborah, nice to have you here with uh, Oliver and myself on Bloomberg Radio Specifically, what pledge have you folks at Deloitte made when it comes to diversity? 
Well, Carol and Oliver, thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you today. And, you know, here at Deloitte, we've actually been on our journey around diversity and inclusion for 25 years. And, you know, we're very proud of what we've accomplished. Um, recently, we, along with about 175 other companies, did sign on to a CEO action for diversity and inclusion, you know, which really is all about making workplaces even more trusting and places that are, frankly, safe to have some of those difficult conversations that um, probably need to be had in today's environment. Like what? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think you may have seen that we just um, did a survey of about 1,300 professionals and inclusion Pulse survey, and you know, really interesting statistics came back from that survey. Um, first of all, you know, 80% of the respondents told us that inclusion is a really important factor in choosing an employer and deciding whether or not they'll stay or not. So, I think uh, what this survey really told us is that how people feel about their workplace is extremely important. So, again, that trusting environment, uh, a place where they can have, you know, conversations around um, what might be important to them individually, I think is what we're all striving for. I wonder uh, then, uh, Deborah, when you look at these sort of metrics for uh, assessing that type of inclusion, if you're an executive at a company or um, someone within uh, sort of the planning and strategic area, I mean, how do you sort of set up these tools to make sure that you are, you know, reaching these levels of inclusion that will actually cause people, especially I feel like young people, to come to these places and say, hey, this is a diverse workforce, this is an uh, inclusive place? Yeah, you know, I think, Oliver, that's such a great question. And one of the quotes I use, like to use a lot is that inclusion really unleashes the power of diversity. So certainly diverse workforces are really important, but creating that inclusive environment where people really can bring their authentic selves to work and be most effective and productive is critical. And what our survey tells us, and I think we've seen this ourselves, is that, you know, leadership really matters here. And the actions of leadership um, are really critical to creating that culture. And also, it's not about programs. Certainly programs are important, but, you know, what's most important is what do people feel on a day-to-day basis? What are those key behaviors that the organization values and that those leaders model for others um, are really what are going to create those environments and cultures that we believe are going to retain top talent going forward? Why is it, though, that we still – I mean, you guys have – been doing this for a quarter of a century already, but why is it that we still seem to have these discussions, whether it's lack of women in Silicon Valley or, you know, more diverse workforces across the country in all kinds of industries? Why do, why are we still having this conversation today? Well, you know, um, I've been in the workforce for more than 30 years, so from where I sit, I have to say, I think we've made a tremendous amount of progress, but you know, clearly we have more uh, to do. And, you know, again, I think it comes back to those organizations that have been most successful and I think will ultimately be most successful are those who really have made um, that commitment. And the reason that they've made that commitment is because, you know, I think we're all going to be most successful if we attract 
the best talent, and I think this survey really demonstrates that best talent will go to those companies and those environments where they feel most comfortable. So, you know, I think when you have a business imperative, and I think Mm – Increasingly, this is a business imperative that will ultimately drive change. Um, when there's a business reason in addition to it being the right thing to do, I'm always convinced that's what drives the most effective change. Deborah. You know, Carol, I was just going to say, we've talked about this so much. And it's, a lot of times it's about the implementation, right? Companies often talk about this. It's actually getting it done. Right. But then can also help uh, at the end of the day, sort of their bottom line sometimes. Right. It's about the walk, not just the talk. Uh, Deborah DeHaas, thank you. Chief Inclusion Officer at Deloitte, joining us uh, on this Monday on the phone in Chicago. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, Oliver Rennick, Carol Masser, and together we are Bloomberg Radio. Let's get a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Once again, it's over to Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Nathan, busy day out of the nation's capital. Certainly is. Thank you, uh, Carol. The Congressional Budget Office is expected to release its score this afternoon. That's keeping us busy on the new Senate Republican health care bill. The text was just released this afternoon. Among other things, it replaces the coverage mandate from the Affordable Care Act with a six-month waiting period for people who buy insurance after letting their coverage lapse 63 days or more. That's supposed to be incentive to make sure people keep their coverage. At least six GOP senators came out against the original Senate bill. Bloomberg Senate reporter Stephen Dennis says it's unclear whether this revised bill will change their mind. They're still going to need to do additional amendments to win over conservatives, things that roll back regulations. And moderates are going to probably need a lot more money to make sure that people don't see skyrocketing skyrocketing premiums. And they're also very worried about Medicaid cuts to their states. President Trump is calling this a clear victory for our national security. The Supreme Court is allowing his revised travel ban on six Muslim-majority nations to take effect unless those covered can prove they have a bona fide connection to the U.S. That's ahead of Supreme Court arguments this fall. The president was honored by the 9-0 decision that allows him to use an important tool to protect our nation's homeland. White House spokesman Sean Spicer. China could be listed among the worst nations for human trafficking when the State Department releases its its annual report on that subject to Congress. The Associated Press reports the State Department plans to demote China to Tier 3 status. It's the same ranking as North Korea, Zimbabwe, and Syria. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.